This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about one of the most successful businesses, how it got to be that way, and more importantly, how any of us can use the principles that were used in building this business to make our own businesses successful. And so please join me in welcoming Steve Anderson to our program today. Welcome, Steve. Uh, Deb, what a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to have so much fun. And this is, is such an interesting topic to me because I, it really is fascinating how a company got to be so huge in such a relatively short period of time. And of course, the company that we're talking about is Amazon. But let me tell people just a little bit more about you, and then we'll really jump into this. So as I said, today's guest is Steve Anderson, who has spent over 35 years shaping the insurance industry through a deeper understanding of emerging technologies and how businesses today can best integrate and leverage them. Steve is a sought-after speaker and influencer. He is also the author of the widely anticipated book, The Bezos Letters, where he reveals 14 principles for business growth based on the ideas and patterns that emerged when he examined Jeff Bezos's 21 annual letters to Amazon shareholders. Steve is here today to share some of the key insights that he discovered. So again, Steve, welcome. Thank you. Well, you know, first let's let's you know go back to this. Why did you decide that this was what you wanted to write a book about? <laughs> well, it it is a, a bit of a story because actually it's been a three plus year process. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little over three years ago, um, I had this idea because I've worked in the insurance industry mm-hmm. and certainly helped businesses with their insurance program, mm-hmm. mitigating risk, providing coverage if something does happen auto accident, employee gets injured, any of those mm-hmm. types of kind of normal things. Right. And the industry is very risk averse, right? Because mm-hmm. right. everybody in the industry sees all the bad things that can mm-hmm. happen. And, and and those cost money. Those cost <laughs> money, exactly. And so what I started looking at, though, was this interplay with emerging new technologies, mm-hmm. be it you know, machine learning or drones or mm-hmm. 3D printing or right, all kinds of different things, as well as some of the things, normal st- things like social media right. and right, all of those kinds of things and how they can use it. So I was looking at it from two lenses. One is helping the organization operationally, right, mm-hmm. internally. How can they be more efficient? But I was also looking at it from how can they help advise their clients better? Mm-hmm. And I came across this thought and kind of developed over a, a bit of time that the biggest risk a business faces might actually be not taking enough risk. Right. And so the original book idea was called The Risk Dilemma, mm. right? How do you mm-hmm. balance those two thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas? And I started researching, and mm-hmm. I was looking at companies who had managed well that mm-hmm. changing technology landscape and, uh, and those that didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of those are very familiar today, BlackBerry, right. uh, Kodak. Kodak. <laughs> kind of, you know, Kind of the, the, the one held up for mm-hmm. how not to do. Right. You know, Sears most mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was researching those. And then what are the companies that actually have done it well? And came across Amazon as, mm-hmm. as uh, literally one of the most inventive and innovative companies that's mm-hmm. uh, out there today and has been for quite some time. That research led me to the shareholder letters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of public companies write, shareholder letters. Mm -hmm. Very few of them are interesting. Right. (laughs) Usually it's, we did this, we did that, we made money. (laughs) Here's all our great stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, here's all of the things that we did did wonderfully. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I started reading a couple letters and I I realized that Bezos, actually, when I read through all letters, 
as a single narrative, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. just individual years. I realized Bezos had laid out what I call hidden in plain sight, mm -hmm. his plan mm -hmm. for growing Amazon. Mm -hmm. And as I started researching that and the letters and what he said, that's where the principles emerged out mm -hmm. of. And I realized there's some really good information mm -hmm. that he's sharing that can apply to any business, mm -hmm. whether you're a solopreneur just starting out, whether you're a large corporation with mm -hmm. hundreds or thousands of employees. The question I started asking is, how did he do it? Mm -hmm. And aren't you curious as a business owner how Amazon right. did it? Mm -hmm. So that that was the genesis for the letters. And, and mm -hmm. actually, the book started as a white paper because mm. I thought, OK, mm -hmm. I, you know, I did an executive summary of each mm -hmm. letter, uh, kind of single page, key mm -hmm. points, key ideas, uh, and had some uh, publishing friends. Uh, actually, my wife is the co-author of the book. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been in the book publishing business for many, many years. And showed it to her and, and actually the founder of Morgan James Publishing, who uh, ended up publishing the book. And they both came back very quickly and said, this is not a white paper. This is a book. Right. And so <laughs> that then led to the deep research mm -hmm. and, and what ultimately actually was published just a couple of weeks ago uh, as the Bezos Letters. Right. So, yeah, big, big background. Mm -hmm. Now, you did this based on public information. You Correct. didn't have access to, to anybody. You certainly didn't interview um, Mr. Bezos. I did not. I did interview a few people that I was okay. able to connect with that had worked at Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, I'm taking my view is as an outsider, not right. an insider. Mm -hmm. Right. So what can any business mm -hmm look at and, mm -hmm. and get out of these letters. So right. that was what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the things that is rather unique about him is he has been very public with saying, this is what we have done. Um, you know, I'm sure that there are, you know, plenty of things that, you know, that, that have stayed behind closed doors. Oh, yes. But, you know, the, and, but the, the interesting thing is his, his mistakes he has also put out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and that's, that is, of course, one of the premises of the, the book and one of the principles, but it is, you know, it's, it's interesting that it is, it is out there. Now, when was Amazon founded? I mean, it, in many ways, it seems like it was two or three years ago. Other, <laughs> it's like 50 years ago. When exactly was Amazon founded? So it's 25 years old this year. So it was wow. actually started in 1995. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we can talk about In the about garage. That. You know, I love all well, these big and, companies and that start actually, in the garage. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, so they, so Bezos and uh, McKinsey, his wife mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. moved from New York City out to Seattle mm -hmm. and they rented a house and he rented a house that had a garage because mm -hmm. he thought that mystique was... Uh, right was worth having. So mm -hmm. they literally did start in the garage. Mm -hmm. They they moved out of that fairly rapidly. Mm -hmm. Right. They outgrew uh, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they outgrew it. But 1995, uh, officially 94, mm -hmm. they he started kind of putting stuff mm -hmm. together. Uh, and then their uh, IPO, they went public in mm -hmm. 1997. So 1997 okay. is the first mm -hmm. letter to shareholders right. that, that he wrote. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, very interesting letter that mm -hmm. we can talk about. Uh, kind of the foundational mm -hmm. letter. And again, interesting to me, like you said, he, he, he was, he's been very open. Mm -hmm. Now, again, you're right. There's stuff that he keeps right. close mm -hmm. to the vest, but and some other things that he would have liked to. Yes. That may be true. <laughs> you mentioned his former wife. Mm, yes. We won't go there. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, again, that's, uh, yes, that, that's a topic, but, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that was mm -hmm. one of the things that really caught my attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do hope to meet him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I do have a couple questions for him. Uh, one of them is, why? Right. Why did he, I, I, I don't know if he felt compelled. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he just is that open-minded. Mm -hmm. um, but that's an interesting question mm -hmm. to me because right. that's not, there are, like I said, there are a handful. I would say the mm -hmm. other one I point to is Warren Buffett, mm -hmm. right? So people wait for Buffett's right. letter to come mm -hmm. out. Um, and I think we will look at Bezos. Again, Buffett's had 40 years. Right. You know, maybe mm -hmm. in a num number of mm -hmm. other years, uh, uh, people will really look at these letters as a whole narrative. Mm -hmm. Right. 
You know, and of course, the interesting thing about Amazon was, or is, you know, because it's only 25 years old, it, all of the technology, you know, they, it, it existed in many cases, um, you know, and they have grown with it. They have, they have really embraced it far more than, you know, especially companies that are, are the old guard companies. Right. You know, you mentioned Kodak, you know, they went digital cameras, really? Nah, you yeah. know, certainly people aren't going to use a phone to take pictures, um, you know, and, and companies that just really didn't believe that technology was going to, to change the way that, that we, we live and, and do business. And Amazon, that was just part of who they were, um, right. you know, and, and um, but one of the things that I've always wondered is, you know, okay, you know, he started in the garage selling books. Mm-hmm. Did he, you know, do you think that he had this huge vision in his head or has it just kind of evolved through time? I actually think he had a vision. I would be surprised if he <coughs> envisioned where they are today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, from the very beginning, mm-hmm. had a vision for more than just books. Right. And in fact, he didn't pick books because he liked books. Mm-hmm. He picked books to start with mm-hmm. because one book is exactly like another book. Right. Right. And he realized, and, and he actually made a list of about mm-hmm. 20 different products mm-hmm. that could be sold mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with books because he could have a... Uh, an inventory of mm-hmm. a million books mm-hmm. when the very largest bookstore at the time had a hundred to 150,000 right. books. Mm-hmm. And so, and there, you, there's no differentiation mm-hmm. between books. So mm-hmm. if somebody could buy it less expensively, mm-hmm. they likely would. Right. But he, he, he had from the very beginning in mind that he would go to music or videos mm-hmm. or write a whole host of mm-hmm. products that are easily sold and shipped. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, was a key criteria right. also. And we yeah, and, and a book the, is probably one of the easiest things to ship. Put it in an envelope and mm-hmm. uh, off it goes. Right. You know, and, and of course, what he really was, was instrumental in doing was the whole online selling. Yes. Um, you know, he clearly has to have a physical location uh, and, you know, or multiple ones, as, as is the case. But it only has been fairly recently where people went into in anything. And so, you know, he, you didn't go to Amazon to it, to a brick and mortar store. It was online, you know, and, right. and I think that's, you know, one of the, the uh, uh, companies you mentioned is Sears, you know, Sears didn't figure out, Hey, you know, people want to, they, they want the ease. They don't want to have to go somewhere. They want to be able to, you know, not everybody lives in a city with a store just down the street, you know, and, and so, you know, Bezos figured out, you know, that it has to be online if you want to be successful. And, and I think that's where he, you know, he had an early vision. Um, the thing that really captured his attention. So he, he worked in New York city at a, mm-hmm. at a um, venture capital fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can't remember the exact name of it right now, but, um, and he did research on this thing called the mm-hmm. internet. Again, this is probably 94, right? right. So really early and on. Didn't, and we certainly didn't do e-commerce. I mean, we that's certainly didn't do e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he came across this statistic that the, Internet usage was growing at 2,300% per year. Wow. Um, and, and his comment was, that just doesn't happen in business very mm-hmm. often, right? And that exponential kind of growth. Mm-hmm. And so we started thinking, what business model would make sense mm-hmm. on the internet? And, right. and that's the base idea that he started mm-hmm. uh, developing. Um, and, and you're right, they actually moved to Seattle uh, for two reasons. One, Microsoft was there right. and he knew he needed programmers. Mm-hmm. So where is the yeah, best place to yeah, get you programmers? Go to the tech you hub. Go mm-hmm. to the tech hub mm-hmm. at the time. And the second reason was because he started with books, two of the largest book distributors had warehouses mm-hmm. within an easy drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingram, which mm-hmm. is still around, and mm-hmm. then Baker and Taylor, which actually just a few months ago uh, uh, closed their retail mm-hmm. operation. Mm-hmm. But he was able to take an online order, mm-hmm. go to the warehouse and pick up the book, mm-hmm. bring it back, package it, and drive it to the right. post office. So, so that's why Seattle mm-hmm. uh, became the hub. Um, and, and as you said, they built physical locations, but they were fulfillment centers. Mm-hmm. So 
they automated uh, right all of that and right. and actually i've had the opportunity to to tour two different mm -hmm. fulfillment centers and anybody listening uh, it highly recommended uh, that you tour a fulfillment mm -hmm. center. There are actually a, a large number of them across the U.S. Mm -hmm. I don't know about overseas, but I know in the U.S. you can go online, uh, amazon.com slash FCs for fulfillment center mm -hmm. tours and actually schedule one. Oh, and it's cool. really fascinating to mm -hmm. see what happens mm -hmm. when you click buy right. until it shows up at your mm -hmm. front door. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because it is in, in you know many cases, which is part of the reason we love it, such a quick process. Yes. You know, it was funny. You know, it, 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 we um, are having an event this weekend, and and you know, and and so on Thursday night, I'm on Amazon store, you know, looking, and it, it you know for for something I specifically needed, and and of course I'm you know going where can I you know can I get it next day? Now I'm in Atlanta. You know, mm -hmm. we have big fulfillment centers here, so many things we can get next day. Mm -hmm. But the, the the item that I needed because it's a summer item, you know they they've you know downsized a bit on on those you know just yep. like any other type of retail business they're transitioning yep. into to you know the next season, and so I couldn't get the item until Saturday by nine p.m. Well, the event is Saturday at six, <laughs> so I might actually have to go to go a to physical a store. store. Um, but that is, you know, that is is probably for me one of the biggest draws with Amazon mm -hmm. is I can buy it at a reasonable cost. Now, granted, yes. you might be paying a little bit of a premium, but I'm not having my time, my gas, all of those various things going to all these places. I can just go boom, 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 and buy it. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 to to think about you know how somebody twenty five years ago would even think people will do that. Yeah, you know? not, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was the mecca well, of shopping malls and and the big box stores and you know the yep. and you know and, and to think, well, you know, people are going to give that up. And and I think um, again, one of the things that Bezos is really good at is experimenting, right, and testing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he started out small, mm -hmm. but he kept testing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and they are so good at invention and innovation. So when I ask people, why do you shop on Amazon? Well, pretty much what you mm -hmm. said. And, and the theme that comes back is it's just easy. Mm -hmm. Well, that's extremely intentional mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how they have built and, and developed right. um, what they do and, and mm -hmm. how they do it. Um, I want to go back to Sears, if I might, for mm -hmm. a moment, because I think what's interesting to think about Sears is they were the original catalog company. Right. Right. They, you know, I, I yeah. put in quotes online, uh -huh. right, but they were, in, you got the big Sears catalog, mm -hmm. you could buy anything and mm -hmm. everything. You, you could buy houses. You ripped out the page for Christmas yeah. and said, this is what I want. It, uh, mm -hmm. That's what I want. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they successfully made the transition from catalog to retail. Right. But as you said, people's expectations of retail have mm -hmm. changed over the mm -hmm. last 10, you know, whatever, 15 years, mm -hmm. and they weren't able to make that transition. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's a large reason, you know, why they're in the situation mm -hmm. they are now. But then look at Kohl's. So Kohl's right. Department Store, mm -hmm. their tr foot traffic has been down for several years. Mm -hmm. the, the younger people just aren't walking into a Kohl's right. that often, mm -hmm. right? Because again, online. Mm -hmm. So what did Kohl's do? They partnered with Amazon. To <laughs> take returns. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to, I haven't done it yet myself, but I've talked to several people mm -hmm. that have taken their oh, returns to Kohl's. It's fabulous. And they get a 25% coupon yep. discount for oh, right. any item yep. in mm -hmm. the store. Yep. This, in 2009, mm -hmm. they're, they're, uh, Retail sales and foot traffic have mm -hmm. increased about 25%. Yep. Yeah. So again, that's thinking differently mm -hmm. about how do we attract and engage with today's consumer right. in, mm -hmm. in what they want. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think those are really mm -hmm. interesting examples mm -hmm. of, of what might be possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Kohl's. I took two items back last week. And was, you know, just chatting with the, the um, associate as, as she was doing the paperwork on them because there were two separate orders that I had done. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it took a little bit longer. And I, I said, so how many of the people that return an item walk out the door or walk in the store? 
And she said, they walk in the store. Yeah, because um, I haven't been in yeah. it for a while. Well, yeah. and, and, as you know, long and as I'm here. Here's my coupons. Yeah, yeah I think it's, there it yeah, is. See, look, 25%, 25% off. Yeah. Yep, there you it know, is. And, and, and it's only good in the store. Yes. See, and that was, that was the catch because I brought it home. I was in a hurry. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go home. And I went, oh, it's oh, only oh. good in the store. Yes. Um, but and, yeah. And, and so what's mm-hmm. the lesson? Uh, for mm-hmm. me, the lesson is, any business can compete against Amazon, mm-hmm. and Amazon certainly has been accused of right putting retail out mm-hmm. of business and right all of those and bookstores, <laughs> all of those kinds of things, and they adapt quickly. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, you right. need to be thinking: mm-hmm. How do yes. I adapt quickly mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. the consumer wants? Mm-hmm. And for Amazon, that's a core value: mm-hmm. is what does the consumer mm-hmm. want? Right. Status quo does not exist for Amazon. No. And, and I think you're right. That is probably one of the biggest things that whether you're, you know, a business that's operating out of your guest bedroom or Amazon, you, know, you can't be happy with status quo. You know, yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow? And you had darn well better at least be thinking about it. Right. Well, and with, and we can talk about all of this, but Amazon Marketplace, mm-hmm. which today represents, according right. to Bezos in the mm-hmm. 2018 mm-hmm. shareholder letter, 58% right. of all products sold mm-hmm. on Amazon.com right. come from third-party mm-hmm. sellers, not from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. For now, them to think, hey, let's open up our business to other. It's crazy. Know, yeah. Now, granted, they're taking a cut. They are. And and they have some pretty strict rules. You and, know, because, and I think yeah, that's I just key. say that's mm-hmm. the key mm-hmm. if you're going to be successful in the marketplace mm-hmm. is you better understand mm-hmm. Amazon's obsession with mm-hmm. customers. Right. And you better treat their customers because mm-hmm. they are their customers mm-hmm. that you get access right. to as they will mm-hmm. or you're gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lots of complaints I hear from third party sellers. Oh, I got cut off. No mm-hmm. notice. No. And I want to I, I want to have a conversation. Why? Mm-hmm. There's a reason they're right. not capricious. Mm-hmm. What customer mm-hmm. problems mm-hmm. did you not address? Right. Yeah, uh, you know, and and because I think most people, and this is you know just purely a guess on my part, do not realize they're not buying from Amazon. I so Amazon agree. is protecting their brand, and so mm-hmm. if they have you know a a seller who is consistently getting bad reviews, lots of returns, all of those things, it's not well. You know, Bob Smith's company on Amazon is doing this. It's Amazon it's is Amazon. selling a product that is bad. Yep. And so, yeah, you're gone. And, you're gone. You know, and, and the cool thing is if you're a third-party vendor, you know this. I mean, you, know, you sign up for that. And, and so it's only going to benefit you. You, know, you right. don't want to sell things that, that have issues. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what's interesting about Marketplace? So Marketplace, uh, actually, there were two iterations of Marketplace mm-hmm. before that failed miserably. Mm-hmm. The first was uh, Amazon auctions mm. uh, and, and Amazon's like attempt. Well, mm-hmm. it was their attempt mm-hmm. to compete with eBay. Mm-hmm. Utter failure. Nobody, I mean, it just didn't work. It's, nobody it thought of Amazon. They, mm-hmm. Nobody thought of Amazon as auctions. They mm-hmm. thought of it as a place to mm-hmm. go buy something. Right. Interestingly, eBay then tended to go to, mm-hmm. you could do the auction, kind of their Mm-hmm. traditional, but you could also buy now, right? right. So mm-hmm. they were both competing with each mm-hmm. other. Uh, so that failed. Uh, they they morphed that into what they called Z shops, uh, the mm-hmm. letter Z shops. Mm-hmm. Z shops was a separate part of the Amazon website mm-hmm. that you third-party sellers could be on. Mm-hmm. But as a consumer, you had to log into a different ah. Part of the website. Well, that's not going to work. Well, that's not going to mm-hmm. work. You know, we know that now. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were experimenting, mm-hmm. so that people didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's when Bezos basically said, "We need to put it on our website, mm-hmm. right next to the stuff we mm-hmm. sell." Right. And again, it goes back to customer obsession, and that's mm-hmm. one of the principles: mm-hmm. uh, is obsess over customers. Mm-hmm. Because what Bezos said was, "You know what." If the consumer can find what they're looking for from a third party, either we don't carry it yet or there's a better price, mm-hmm. that's better for the customer and ultimately will be better for Amazon right. and their shareholders. Mm-hmm. He had significant pushback from his senior leadership team. Oh, I bet. They thought this was a mm-hmm. crazy right. idea. Because Nobody they're only was getting a cut of. Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
and they get a percentage, mm -hmm. uh, but that has continued to grow mm -hmm. over the years and obviously now is a significant part of their revenue. Right. Well, you know, you mentioned at the start that you you base this book on the shareholder letters mm -hmm. and he does them different. But, you know, what started it was, of course, letter number one. Um, so talk a little bit more about the shareholder letters because hmm, I'm not a shareholder, so I don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're available to anybody. Uh, actually, mm -hmm. you can go to Amazon site, website, amazon.com slash IR for investor mm -hmm. relations. Mm -hmm. right. And they're all there and mm -hmm. various SEC. So they're public right. documents. Yeah. Yeah, because you could, you know, since it's a publicly traded company Correct. and that's a public yep. communication. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the 97 letters, the first letter, mm -hmm. uh, and they went public in, in 1997. Mm -hmm. The letters are released in the spring of the following year. So right. the 97 letter was released in uh, spring, usually April-ish mm -hmm. of right. 98. Yeah, it takes a quarter to get the books closed. Yep. And, mm -hmm. Exactly. and. What's interesting, it, I mean, the 97 lever is interesting for a couple of reasons. One is he really starts out with, here's how we're going to operate mm -hmm. as Amazon. And he's basically talking to investors and saying, here's what we're going to do. Uh, one of the key thoughts there is we're going to invest for the long term. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an investor who just wants to invest for short term, right. don't buy our stock because right. it's Go probably not else. right for you. Go someplace mm -hmm. else. Yeah. There's not going to be enough change that it's going to make a difference for you. And again, what an interesting mindset. Mm -hmm. Usually startup companies, right, or this right. want investors, mm -hmm. want people coming in. Yeah. Hey, we're going to do all these things. Mm -hmm. He's going, no, mm -hmm. here's our philosophy and here's how we're going to run this company. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a long-term thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he goes into a number of other areas in the letter. So that was the first letter. Mm -hmm. What was interesting and really intriguing to me, and actually why I included that 97 letter in the book, is that every year since, he includes a copy of the 97 letter, including 2018. Mm -hmm. And he says something to the effect of, as is my habit, mm -hmm. I'm including a copy of our original 1997 mm -hmm. letter, uh, and it's always day one. Right. And so that's a whole other concept mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. Bezos. But he continues to see that letter as a foundational piece to where Amazon started by referencing it every year, which mm -hmm. I think is fascinating. Right. And so, you know, I, I can go through the whole letter, mm -hmm. but I don't think we have time for all of that. Well, and it is available, as you said, online, but more importantly, in your book. <laughs> I, yes, <laughs> um, it, it, it is. And what I do in the book, uh, so, so as I read through the letters, I came mm -hmm. up with what I call 14 growth principles. Mm -hmm. So in my view from the letters, these are the key areas or key principles that I think Amazon used mm -hmm. to grow that I think can apply to many businesses. Mm -hmm. Now, not every principle will apply equally, mm -hmm. but certainly many of them will. Right. Uh, and so in that 97 letter, I actually highlighted where the 14 principles are described mm -hmm. by and, and mm -hmm. different terms, different, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but I think the principles you can find throughout the now the 21 uh, different letters that are right. uh, available. Well, and, you know, I love the, the, the 14 principles, you know, and, and you've kind of grouped them together into mm -hmm. test, build, accelerate, and scale. And, you know, it's not you have to do one, then do two. You know, I mean, you, you, companies bounce around, you know, right. obviously, depending on what's going on, all those various things. But, you know, it's, it is interesting that it, it covers pretty much every gamut of business, yeah. you know, from, from, you know, Hey, you're just starting a business to you've had a pretty well-established business. Here are some things that, that you need to be considering. And, you know, I, I love the fact that you start with the principle that there has to be successful failure. Mm -hmm. And those are, you know, it's almost like those are oxymorons. They you know, are. And because, you don't hey, often hear those two words right, used right. together. But that's, that really is one of the foundations of Amazon. I mean, you know, we've already mentioned two of their big failures. And of course, what they were was they led to yes. marketplace. You know, they, and, and so talk to us a little bit more about that. So um, the, the principle is encourage successful failure. And um, 
the, the term successful failure actually came from, and I described this in, in the chapter about that principle, uh, from the Apollo 13 uh, moon mission. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, Apollo 13, Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong landed mm-hmm. on the moon, and we had 12 and then 13, kind of a routine mission at that point mm-hmm. until an oxygen tank yes. exploded. And then right. Houston, we have and a problem. Houston, we have a problem, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Jim Lovell is commander. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, fa- to me, fascinating story, but mm-hmm. let's fast forward. They they got the astronauts back mm-hmm. alive, and in Ron Howard's movie, uh, Apollo 13, uh, which most people probably remember, right. um, that did a great job explaining what happened, mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks, playing Jim Lovell, the commander, mm-hmm. is stepping off the helicopter after getting plucked out of the ocean onto the deck of the Iwo Jima. And in the background, he's narrating and he says, you know, our mission, Apollo 13, became known as NASA's most successful failure. Right. And, and that's where that, that phrase just mm-hmm. resonated with me, mm-hmm. especially looking at businesses today. Mm-hmm. So one of the things... Um, that's a real problem. I mentioned it early on is the biggest risk, not taking enough risk. And and how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Right. And so successful failure is this idea of experimenting with something new. And that's why it's in the test Mm -hmm. cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So you're new as a new startup or Mm -hmm. even as an older company, but you're testing a new product, a new service, a new platform. So you're in the test mode, Mm -hmm. even though you may be uh, uh, around for quite a Mm -hmm. while. And at Amazon, well, here's how Bezos describes it. Experimentation is the key to invention Mm -hmm. and failure goes hand in hand. Right. Because if it's an experiment, you don't know whether it's going to work or not. Right? And, and it, there obviously are going and, to be failures. And, and the problem with most businesses is they punish failure. Mm-hmm. Meaning as an employee, yes, we want you to be innovative, but you right. better be right. Right. Yeah. They if don't you have cost room, us money. Mm-hmm. If, if there isn't room for failing and, and learning from it. Now, I, I always have to say, Amazon has an intolerance for incompetence. Right. But that's different. That's different. So mm-hmm. it, it's not stupid failure. They expect every employee to bring their A game mm-hmm. every day. Right. And if you're not failing enough, we're not moving the needle enough. Mm-hmm. And, it, and Bezos has actually said a, over the last couple of years, if we're not growing the size of our failures mm-hmm. as our company grows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm we're not going to move the needle enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he says billion dollar failures don't matter. Well, right. you know, that's hard for yeah. anybody to get their head around. And, but And if you're a shareholder, you're like, oh, you're like, whoa, <laughs> that's right. But again, long-term thinking mm-hmm. comes. And, and, and actually, Deb, that's where the, the principles interact with each other. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of stand alone, but they also interact uh, mm-hmm. with each other. So at Amazon, there is a real culture of helping employees, m- you know, test, mm-hmm. experiment, build. And actually, right. Bezos says in one of the letters, he believes that Amazon is the best place in the world to fail mm-hmm. because of their culture there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and he encourages Every employee at every level. It doesn't yes. matter what you. It's not like they haven't. They might have an R and D department. Well, we could talk about that. They have yeah, a they the have a, a version people, of it. You know, they you know they can come up with just as good ideas as as the the, the R and D people. Yeah, and and they're encouraged to. Mm-hmm. You know, what could you do better in your job? Right. What would make your job mm-hmm. easier? Test it out. Tell mm-hmm. us why you think it's better. Mm-hmm. Test it out with a wider group of people, and if it works, guess what. We'll expand it out. And Mm -hmm. you may lead the initiative Mm -hmm. to expand it out. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of how they train, um, you know, junior executives, Mm -hmm. supervisors to come up. And and so it's an interesting, it's an interesting mindset that I think is very different Mm -hmm. than what most businesses look at. Mm -hmm. And I think if, let's go back to Kodak a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, certainly some of it was how do we get this digital camera? I think the other part at Kodak was they were making so much money on film right. and processing mm-hmm. that the digital, they, they couldn't get their head around mm-hmm. a business model that would make digital right. work. 
So I don't think it was just, oh, mm-hmm. digital won't work, right. but trying to create a new business model mm-hmm. around digital that didn't have the profits right. around yeah. film was well, really yeah. hard. Because in essence, they were saying that it was going to replace film. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and that, I mean, that was where they made, obviously, the vast majority of their money. And you're thinking, wait a minute, replace? No, uh-uh. no, no, we just, we can't talk about replacing our biggest revenue. Revenue, right. And, and, and I think that mindset is, is where the problem is, mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking at Amazon, what's next? Mm-hmm. What, what do we have to prepare for that's mm-hmm. coming? Right. And again, they're thinking multi-year out, mm-hmm. not just next quarter. Mm-hmm. And that, that mindset really helps in that development of new mm-hmm. ideas. Right. You know, and, and it is, I love the fact that they, they do encourage anybody at any level, um, you know, and, and some of them, you know, may have nothing, you know, no major significance other than, you know, hey, it makes things work better in our department. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some of them have got to be these, these big things. And maybe, you know, it can be anything. <laughs> maybe somebody watched a Star Wars movie and thought, yeah, what if we do, you know, right. I mean, you never know. And, but as you said, they encourage that. And that's, you know, that is, is interesting. And, you know, and, and as business owners, you know, that is something that we have to be looking at all the time. You know, what's yes. going to be the next technology? Um, you know, I work with a lot of, of website developers, and there are many of them that are no longer in business because they were HTML coders. And you yes. were always, always, always going to do that. And when that little thing called WordPress came along, <laughs> they thought, no, you know, this is, is not, it's not professional. It can't right. be big enough. It can't, you know, you still have to know HTML coding to, you know, yep. in, in, to some degree, but you know, hello, I can figure it out watching YouTube. Um, but yeah, the, no longer do you have, unless you're a big business, websites that are, you know, $5,000, $10,000 or more to develop. People can do it themselves or they can can have somebody else easily do it. And, easily you know, and do that it. was one of those things that people just, you know, not only did they not anticipate it, they went, no, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree. Um, and we've talked about kind of invention and innovation, mm-hmm. and I use those words very specifically because mm-hmm. that's actually the third principle is practice dynamic invention mm-hmm. and innovation. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been talking about at, at Amazon is mm-hmm. um, they do have a, 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 a skunk works mm-hmm. department. Um, and so I want to do talk about that just a mm-hmm. second because absolutely employees are encouraged mm-hmm. to Come up with ideas but on the road. You do own. have to have people that that's specifically what they well, do. Well, and and where it where that grew out of, it's called Lab One Twenty Six, and it's their hardware development lab. Mm. So the difference there, at least mm-hmm. for me, is hardware is a different animal. Right. It's hard for an employee sitting mm-hmm. somewhere to come up with a hardware mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. and and be able to do prototyping mm-hmm. and have the manufacturing mm-hmm. proto skill sets and and those kinds of things. So Lab One Twenty Six is where the Kindle uh, actually was originally mm-hmm. developed uh, and re- released in uh, 2007, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, to great fanfare. And mm-hmm. as Bezos said uh, in the 2007 letter, you know, Kindle's been very successful and we had the audacious idea to reinvent the book. Right. It's been around yeah, for 500 a years. And, yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. and he said it was audacious. And we knew we needed to come up with something that was different enough for consumers mm-hmm. that it would make sense. Right. And I think, you know, Kindle certainly was because mm-hmm. I actually, for a lot of books, prefer reading them on mm-hmm. Kindle because I, I like highlighting. Right. And then my notes I can get mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Or you can so, print a specific page. You know, it, it, I did that. I actually did that with a page. From okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's that skunk work idea. Mm-hmm. So that same group, by the way, uh, developed the Amazon tablets, mm-hmm. uh, Fire tablets. Mm-hmm. They also developed the Amazon Fire phone, mm-hmm. which most people don't even remember right but it was kind of like google's phone and facebook's phone yes (laughs) yeah that's exactly right so Mm -hmm. it was released in 2014 Mm -hmm. to great fanfare Mm -hmm. um and it was an utter failure another example by the way Mm -hmm. um 
at one point they reduced the price of the phone to 99 cents oh. and they still couldn't give away mm-hmm. away. And the, the last quarter of 2014, they wrote mm-hmm. off $178 million in inventory wow. that they couldn't move. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a big failure, mm-hmm. but where's the success? That same group lab mm-hmm. 126 took what they learned in the phone with voice mm-hmm. and right. How to, how to use that uh, technology. Mm-hmm. And they also developed then the Amazon echo. Right. And then the machine learning platform, mm-hmm. what we know is Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. So we just kind of mm-hmm. call it Alexa, but it's the hardware echo mm-hmm. and the AWS machine learning mm-hmm. platform Alexa that mm-hmm. have married together. Mm-hmm. Looks like it might be another one of their big bets. Right. Um, so again, failure, yes, but mm-hmm. what did it lead to? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, they do have a little bit mm-hmm. of a combination mm-hmm. there. Right. So. You know, and, and of course, to me, one of the, the biggest successes is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, initially I bought it because of the free shipping. Mm-hmm. You know, I buy enough, you know, <clears throat> my husband yes. thinks I buy too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, I buy enough that the free shipping was definitely worth it. You know, I right. forget what it was, you know, and, and I got it probably the first year it came out. You know, I, I went in my little head, I did the math, I thought, okay, that's like, Eight purchases that makes sense. or something. Right. I mean, it, it really did pay for itself very quickly. Yep. And then when they went, ooh, let's add a streaming service. Yes. You know, and I mean, and, and that was about the point where people really started having the cut the cord discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to have Comcast, DirecTV, whatever it is. We're just going to be online. Right. And then, of course, when they started developing their own programming, Mm-hmm. You know, all-time favorite show of all time, Mrs. Maisel. You know, oh, I yeah. wait, you know, Mrs. Maisel. You know, just but, waiting for yeah, the next season, right? I know. You know, but the fact that they show old things, you know, yeah. and their own programming, I mean, all of those things, you know, that that's a totally different type of, of uh, you know, because that's all obviously online. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, clearly not a physical product that they're selling. So Prime is another example of uh, a crazy idea that Bezos pushed um, and senior management thought it was right because they, they literally thought it was going to ruin the company mm-hmm. yep. uh, when it started. And mm-hmm. actually the first, I'm trying to think, first couple years of Prime, mm-hmm. it grew some, but mm-hmm. it was slow. Right. But back to your point, when they added the video, mm-hmm. then it started taking right. off because mm-hmm. people got more value mm-hmm. out of it in mm-hmm. you know certainly the shipping which is what people think about but there mm-hmm. are over 35 different services now as a prime member mm-hmm. that you have access to including now uh, discounts at whole foods mm-hmm. for example right. right right so again it's that uh, interesting mm-hmm. ecosystem uh, for amazon mm-hmm. um, but but prime bezos identifies three big bets that mm-hmm. they've made marketplace mm-hmm. prime and then Amazon Web Services, the cloud platform. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says in his, I think, probably 2017 or 18 letter, you know, we're working hard on finding a fourth mm-hmm. big bet. Right, and, because they uh, have to continually innovate. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that comes, let me, let me pull up another of the principles. It's mm-hmm. called Understand Your Flywheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say this one is, the hardest to understand and implement, mm-hmm. but probably the most important. Right. Uh, and brief story. So the concept of the flywheel comes from Jim Collins mm-hmm. uh, and his book, Good to Great, mm-hmm. uh, which was first published in October of 2001. Mm-hmm. And it's actually chapter eight um, of the book. Mm-hmm. And, he, and there he describes what what makes a company move from good to great. And he Mm -hmm. says it's the flywheel. And it's this idea of what are the inputs that you need to put in your business Mm -hmm. that will keep that flywheel and moving Mm -hmm. faster and faster to generate, uh, in in many cases, Mm -hmm. growth, let's say, or profits. Mm -hmm. Collins came, was invited by Bezos to come to Amazon to their senior leadership um, uh, retreat. Mm -hmm. And before the book came out and talk about the flywheel. Ah. And at that retreat, mm-hmm. that team sketched out Amazon's flywheel. Mm. Uh, and it, it, they call, they, for a long time, they called it the virtuous cycle. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And kind of back to what you said with Prime, that's part of their flywheel, meaning we need to get people to come to the website. If they come to the website and have a great experience, they're going to tell more people about Mm -hmm. it. More people that come to the website, the more leverage we have with manufacturers to get lower prices. So we can Mm -hmm. continue to lower prices, add marketplace in there. Now we have third-party sellers, which Mm -hmm. gives a wider selection and again, brings more customers there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so everything that Amazon does, I even today, you can look at it as part of their flywheel that Mm -hmm. they're continually adding new customers, Mm -hmm. giving new services, all part of that idea of uh, continuing to to grow. Uh, So that's uh, interesting to me. Again, like I said, hard to understand. Uh, And actually, Colin says hard to implement Mm -hmm. because you've got to You've got to execute it well, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the most important, and, and as I'm getting early feedback on the book, that's one of the interesting things that that even small business owners mm-hmm. are starting to go, hey, I, I've sketched out this flywheel. Here's where I think, mm-hmm. and, and they're calling it, you know, version one. Mm-hmm. Is that actually is true? It could change over time. Right, right. Yeah, another one of the things that Amazon does that I think is is you know one of those brilliant flashes is their Smile program, <laughs> and you know and and obviously I use it, um, you know and and it's for for people who don't use it. Excuse me, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, it's yeah, free. because <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything, and I think right. that's the important thing is. So, so in essence, there are many, many nonprofit entities. And if you are a nonprofit entity with your paperwork, all that good stuff, you can apply to, mm-hmm. to be part of Amazon's program. And then for not every product, but for many products, a portion of that sale then goes back to that nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I buy, say, a $10 <clears throat> book, I'm not spending 11 and making a donation. I'm spending 10 so it's the you know the same cost as whether I'm part of the the smile program or not, but a portion then goes to an organization that I designate, Correct. and you know and, and I love that because it, because you know it makes me feel good. I made yep. a donation, but <clears throat> it didn't cost me any more. Right. Um, you know, is it huge? I don't know. You know, I've, I've never actually looked at their overall numbers. I've talked to um, organizations who receive money that way, and they said, "Is it a big part of their budget?" No. But for many, you know, every little bit helps. And so the fact that you can do that is great. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of, so, so first it's, it's a half a percent Mm -hmm. of the purchase price is what gets donated. Yeah. So a $10 book really isn't going to do very much. It really isn't going to do very much, but how many hundreds or thousands Mm -hmm. of you are out Mm -hmm. there and that can add up, Mm -hmm. right? Again, it's not huge, Mm -hmm. but it can add up and Mm -hmm. why not? And what's interesting to me is. Um, it's a very, I want to say, counterintuitive mm-hmm. way of applying phila- philanthropy, mm-hmm. right, for an organization. Right. We'll let our customers designate where mm-hmm. they want it to go. Mm-hmm. And there are <clears throat> thousands right. of nonprofits mm-hmm. on there. You could find just about anybody, mm-hmm. including a local elementary school, mm-hmm. perhaps, that mm-hmm. um, that your kids are going mm-hmm. to. And what a great way. And, and again, with Amazon, better for the customer, mm-hmm. better for us. Yeah, right. we're, we're, you know, and they've, they've donated millions mm-hmm. of dollars um, mm-hmm. o- over the, I can't remember what year it was uh, instituted. Yeah. Five-ish and years ago, maybe? I, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. And they continually remind you, mm-hmm. oh, you're oh, not on the Smile right. site, Yeah, right? It, it pops up and says, are you sure you don't want to be doing that? Oh, oh you know, and, and oh, then yes, you I do. Mm-hmm. And, you, right. and, and it's the mm-hmm. exact same site. So, why not mm-hmm. um, with, with Prime Day in, in July uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, I was asked a couple times, okay, you have any tips for Prime, you know, if people are shopping on Prime. And my tip was exactly this, make sure you're signed up for Smile because mm-hmm. yep. if you're going to buy something, mm-hmm. help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <clears throat> you know, and businesses can do that. You know, that's the important thing you know, that we always want to keep talking about here is the fact that you know, any business can do the principles of Amazon. Now, you know, can you do it to that degree? Obviously not. Um, but we see businesses all the time that, you know, as, as we're doing this, this is October. Great example, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So there are many businesses right now that will say a portion of their sales will go towards the American Cancer Society or, mm-hmm. you know, Komen Foundation or, or whatever. And 
you know, is that an organization you want to donate to? Well, you know, who, it's not a bad one. I mean, you know, right. most, they're not going to pick for the most part a controversial organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's a way that you can give back as the consumer. The business can can give back, and so even if you're a small business, you know that that's you know doing several thousand dollars of sales a month, you can say to your customers, "Hey, you know, I'm going to give ten percent, right? You know, to to whatever this nonprofit is." That and and so typically, then it's something that's near and dear to the the business owner's heart, heart or yep. to you know you maybe you know polled your employees, things like that, but. I think people really like that because we like to be philanthropic, mm-hmm. but it's just like the reason we like to go to Amazon. We need it to be easy. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Any nonprofit that's not signed up on the smile program. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? Right. If you're certainly, if you're going to buy there anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the, it, as we mentioned, there are the 14 principles, and clearly we're not going to have enough time to go through all of those, and we don't want to because we want people to buy your book. Um, but, you know, I, I want to talk, you know, we've, we've only got, you know, less than 10 minutes left, and so let's talk about the one that every single person, you know, business owner absolutely should be doing. You should be doing all of them. But to me, it's the obsess over customers. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to make it so that your customers come back, spread the word, all of those various things? So, you know, how has Amazon really <clears throat> figured out how to do that? We've talked a little bit about some of that, but let's, let's talk about how any business can really be doing it. And, and I think what's different here, I think every business knows they need to take care of customers. And mm-hmm. The terms they use typically are customer service, right. customer focus, mm-hmm. you know, customer, customer experience, experience. Mm-hmm. right? Customer journey. The word obsession, and that mm-hmm. is Bezos' words. Mm-hmm. In fact, ninety-nine, the ninety-seven letter, the mm-hmm. original letter, he talks a lot about mm-hmm. our focus will be to obsess over customers. Right. And obsession can have some negative sides mm-hmm. to it, right? right. Meaning, mm-hmm. single focus, nothing else. Mm-hmm. But at Amazon. Everything they do goes through the lens of, is this better for the customer mm-hmm. and how? Right. And so I think that's, that's what is different. And, and we mentioned earlier about marketplace sellers. Mm-hmm. If they're not obsessing over their customers like mm-hmm. Amazon, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Right. And, and so a couple of ways Amazon does that. First, um, they do have a customer service line. Um, mm-hmm. You, you know, chat often mm-hmm. and you can call and mm-hmm. there are some people there but here's I how talked I talked to somebody last I week by doing that and, yeah. and the amazing so I, I mentioned I was returning products yeah. and and the option that I needed wasn't listed because it was a piece of clothing ah, so I yes. wasn't even sure I could return it and so I clicked other or something like that yeah. and then it said would you like a customer service representative to call you oh sure that sounds like fun so I type my number in and I hit return and Bam. I mean, like immediately my phone rang. Uh-huh. It was so fast that I, I thought it had to be somebody else. Uh-huh. You know, and, and I answered the phone and she said, hello, this is so-and-so at Amazon. And I'm like, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, and it really <clears throat> was immediate. Now, you know, that may have had to do with time of day, all those various things. So it might right. not always be immediate, but no. it, was, it was fast. But here's the point of that. Mm-hmm. One great experience, right? Mm-hmm. Two, Amazon considers that a failure. Right. The fact that you had to yeah, call I had to talk to somebody is a failure. And so what they have in the background, well, a couple things. One is self-service. You tried to do the self-service, but mm-hmm. you couldn't because right. it didn't have the option, mm-hmm. I think is the phrase you mm-hmm. use. So that may be an enhancement to the website. Mm-hmm. Um, two is can we automate that response? Mm-hmm. Now, in your case, probably not. But in many cases, uh, for example, I, mm-hmm. I, by the way, my book, oh, I yes. bought my own book on Amazon mm-hmm. and um, I shipped it, all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. then, I don't know, a couple of days later, I got an email saying, oh, the price had dropped. And so we're refunding a dollar and 68 oh. cents. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that for Amazon is mm-hmm. proactive. Mm-hmm service and right. automated mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. So in your case, that may prompt, especially mm-hmm. if there are multiple examples mm-hmm. of that, a change to the right. website right. option mm-hmm. so that you could take care of it yourself. Right. And I think when we talk about businesses, what are you doing 
to take friction mm-hmm. out of how a customer deals mm-hmm. with you. Right. I, 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 in the insurance industry, most insurance agents think of, we want customers to call us. Amazon mm-hmm. says we want the customer to get done what they need to get done right. in as easy mm-hmm. a way as possible. Yeah. If you I think prefer that's to different... call, you can. You but... can, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, and I think that's an example of that mm-hmm. customer obsession focus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it, it, it mm-hmm. is key and it is different than mm-hmm. the way many businesses mm-hmm. think. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting because one of the people that I, I read a lot is Bob Berg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Bob is, is obviously one of those people who talks a lot about, you know, how you work with your customers and you provide them that value. And one of the things he says is, you know, provide that extra value. Mm-hmm. And one of the times when I was talking to him, I, I said, you know, but isn't it going to be too, you know, uh, what if you go too far? And his point was, you don't want to be taken advantage of and you're not giving everything away. You know, you're just doing enough that it it really is increasing that customer value, but you don't want to give it away. I mean, you know, Amazon isn't going to, to you know, they still have obviously shareholders they have to answer right. to, um, you know, and, and so they do enough and probably a couple steps beyond but they don't go too far. And I mm-hmm. think that's, you know, that's the example for all of us that we need to do is, you know, what can we do to provide that extra value to keep people coming back without being taken advantage of? No question. Yeah. And it's a delicate balancing act mm-hmm. there, how you do that. Right. Uh, but yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. And it, again, it, if it's better for the customer, mm-hmm. it will be better for your business right. long term. Right. You know, it, it's funny. I actually <clears throat> had this discussion with one of my customers today. Um, brand new, you know, just started working with her earlier this week. And she sent me an email last night at 930. Now, did I open it? Yes. <laughs> did I do anything? No, because mm-hmm. it didn't need taken right. care of. Immediate. Yep. Right. And so I, I responded to her this morning and I said, you know, I typically don't open emails until after six. Mm-hmm. However, if you have an emergency and you need to reach me, here is what you do. Um, you know, and, and I learned that the very first year I started business because oh, yeah. people would say, well, you're there 24-7. Why can't you respond evenings, weekend, holidays? Mm-hmm. And of course, my response was, well, I'm more than happy to, but it will cost you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh. and, they, and they always go, all righty then, it can usually wait. <laughs> now, there are clearly emergencies. Absolutely. But, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, that is kind of one of the things that maybe that, that Amazon has led to. I mean, it is a 24-7 type of business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if I want to go online shopping at 3, I can go online shopping at 3 in the morning or 3 p.m. But, you know, as a small business owner, we can't do that. But it's about setting those expectations, you know, telling people, okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's when I'll respond. And if there's an issue, here's what you can do. Now, clearly, right. it depends on what your business is. Correct. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, it's, it, it is about, you know, meeting their expectations without being walked on. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Great. <sighs> oh, my gosh, Steve, we are almost <laughs> out of time. And we only discussed Two, three, maybe? Three well, actually, principles? Yeah, you know, we, we kind well, we of touched on all of them without really knowing yep. it. Um, but this, you know, it, it really is fascinating to me. And, you know, and, and as we mentioned, any business can and should be, you know, using these principles to grow your business, even if you're just making sure you're on the right track. Right. You know, look through these things. And so, hold up your book. Hold up your book. Hold up, hold up the book. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> um, and I said it because I have the digital version. Um, yeah. You know, and <clears throat> obviously you can get it on Amazon. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> and so, you know, but your website is the Bezos Letters. Um, so, you know, we encourage people to check that out. How else can they find and connect with you online? Uh, yeah, so the the website, uh, thebezosletters.com, and actually there's some additional material there if you buy the book just to help you uh, actually implement. So for me, ideas are great, mm-hmm. uh, but implementation is key. Right. Uh, and then uh, on most social platforms, my primary one is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you should be able to search Steve Anderson mm-hmm. uh, and find me. I'm uh, fortunate to be a LinkedIn influencer, so usually my name pops up pretty uh, pretty quickly cool. uh, there. So love to connect uh, with mm-hmm. anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the book's available mm-hmm. certainly on Amazon and uh, on other uh, platforms, mm-hmm. uh, physical and online, wherever mm-hmm. you like buying your books. 
Right. Well, Steve, we obviously have to continue this discussion. And I tell you what, if you ever actually talk to Jeff Bezos, we're stopping the presses. We're, you know, we're going to have you. Um, I, would, I would love to just yeah. talk about that. You know, it just, it, it is fascinating to see how a company that is 25, just 25 years just old. Just 25 years old. Right. Has become so incredibly successful. They've had their, their problems. They've had their yep. issues. Yep. Um, you know, one of the things that we didn't talk about is, you know, you know are they too big? Yeah. You know, and, and, and which is an interesting discussion to have, you know. It is. is it, you know, is there a company that can be too big? Is it too influential, too much power? You know, all of these various things. So, you know, we'll just have to have that discussion for another day. Uh, we can do that. Well, are there any final thoughts you want to leave everyone with? You know, I, I, a bit what I started out with, uh, look at your own business mm-hmm. and uh, really ask the question, uh, am I not taking enough risk mm-hmm. in order to help me grow? And uh, I, I think that as a foundation mm-hmm. uh, is a good, good starting point to mm-hmm. think about your business and, and where it's headed over mm-hmm. the next few years. Right. And as you mentioned, probably the scariest one to have. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I can't wait to do this again. But until next time, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating discussion with Steve Anderson. And everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.